The next question is uh, such a long information that uh, please attention to listen to it. Um, girls who have spent their childhood with an abusive family may be witnesses abusive parents or may be victims of domestic violence. Their needs for care and love they will be inadequately accom uh, accommodated, even subjected to severe neglect and abuse. So, in the process of growing up, they will form a very negative strategy in relationships, the anxiety avoidance strategy. They do not just avoid fear attachment and try to stay away from them, but also the anxiety of being in a relationship are suspicious, controlling, exaggerating, partly because of uh, past memories, partly because of their self-esteem has been eroded by not being able to satisfy their childhoodness. Their sociability and uh, sociability are also very low. They do not really want to be in a relationship with anyone. So, what is your opinion on that? Uh, do you have advice to them? Oh, my opinion on that is like that's very true. Like everything she stated was very true. Um, as you were speaking about environmental, so they have been growing up in an abusive family, whether they're victims of it or they have seen it. Uh, that's really going to affect how they are dealing relationship-wise because they're gonna be um, saying that's the norm. They're probably thinking that's the norm because. They probably are being the wrong judge of saying our relationship is toxic or it's the right relationship. And they're probably just saying an abusive relationship is okay because this is what I grew up in. Um, it's fine. So they're going to be hurting themselves without even knowing they're hurting themselves. Um, honestly, I'm not sure what advice to give them because uh, that's like a really heavy topic. Oh, because you can't really just say become a positive person it's not that easy because they've been growing up with abusive an abusive environment so that whole majority is just really hard but what i realized is that it takes just like one person to like really help you out of a state you don't have to be surrounded by positive persons but if you find that like one person who is willing to help you and to get you out of whatever state that you're in it really do you justice it will really do you justice um so but as i said before it's probably hard for them to like determine who is the right person because of how they grew up but yeah if you end up finding that one person it will as i said it will do you justice yeah, 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 you're ready to find that person. Hopefully, you are. I uh, really and truly agree with everything that you guys said. If you are supposed to build in like a surrounding like that, most likely in the future you would detach yourself from others because you're afraid of getting hurt. The people who you have trust, they broke it, and so like for someone else to come into your life and for you to open up would be hard for you to do. So really and truly. The advice that I would give, I don't even know because if I was going through that situation, I feel like the much of the advice that you give me, I feel like it's not going to be good enough to 
take away the pain or anything of that sort. But really, as Alice has said, if you have that one person that can come along, and you know, you know, um, bring some brightness in your life. You know, be that as the angel to the vampire who hates the light. You know, don't think that way to get the book. Somewhat of that story to just be the light to help you out. And if not, I can say it takes time. I mean, everything takes time. You might not see, but if you have the ability to get better, I mean, I mean that kind of person, and you can build up yourself after, then sure. I mean, you have to focus on you because you. Yeah, and I agree with you that um, a family and environment is such an important factor to our childhood uh, journey. And we grow up in an environment with many adults, when parents, parents, uh, relatives uh, with different psychology effects, and they are the ones that give psychology norms decide right and wrong about your behavior. So, uh, I want to ask uh, the question that um, have you ever got beaten by your parents and did you hate them at that time? <laughs> okay, I feel like it's typical in a Caribbean household for um, parents to be to like, wait, when you're in the Caribbean, Apparently, sitting here is, is, is it really considered violence or domestic abuse? It's literally how wow. you raise it. It's yeah. literally how you raise your child in the Caribbean. You beat them. You know, it, like, especially if you grew up in the country. Ooh, if you grew up in the country, you get beaten with one, all sorts of different something. <laughs> you yeah. get beaten with everything. What I feel like, that's, that's really, what's a lot, but like... Well, in the city, you know, you hear people get beat by a belt or something, you know? Yeah. Uh, but I feel like a lot of really, a lot of children really hate their parents at the time they're beating them. And then afterwards, they're like, okay, she don't, she don't hate me, so why should I hate her? You know, you have that little self-reflect after it's done. And you're like, I can't hate her. She give me everything, you know? Or they give me everything. So, <laughs> so even... Yeah, like when they're beating you, you're just in the heat of the moment, and yeah. But then after, when you cool down, honestly, you're gonna be like, okay, okay, okay. I just processed what happened, literally. Uh, how about you, uh, Natalia? Uh, I'm gonna say something that you said. I mean. If I guess I want to do slapping in my country, it doesn't have to go on with it. I mean, it's life. You get a slapping from a parent, you can't say something. But to say domestic violence, I don't really want to say that's what happened down there, even though you have the right in some families where they go that far, which I completely don't agree with. But what I see is just like normal slappings, you know, like discipline a child and make them know that what they're doing is wrong and for them to learn. Yeah, sounds great. And
Oh, sorry for, for that. They are called a few stories that witnesses domestic violence as children. Cat makers and adults avoid boys, living a single independent life. At this point, we can see three clear trends. One, getting caught up in the previous loop. Second, resisting avoiding the problem. And the final is, even though obsessed, I feel like all those three stages are like quite accurate <laughs> because if it's not one, it's the other, and if it's not that one, it's the other, or it could be a mixture of both or all three. So, as there are different stages, so like witnessing um, violence as a child or experiencing it, it does allow certain females to avoid males uh, whether it's that the father abused the, the child like she's a female whether it's the father abuser and she had this like hatred for males or it could be like her mother abuser and you know that some females are so insecure about their body that they would just like ignore every, any male that come up to them because they don't want them to see the scars and it happens for females too but I feel like they're more insecure around the males because yeah well you're gonna be more insecure around the males um the next one was like living a single life right uh living a single life uh yeah they're gonna be afraid of getting in relationships with other persons because you don't know what that person is gonna bring for you because this person could just be the same person that whoever abused you was and your your whole self-esteem is like plummeting and well plummeted and you're just there and you're saying i can't trust anybody because the person who i was should should be able to trust like that person hurt me and you're afraid of everybody else hurting you so i feel like that's another thing that could happen and like getting caught in the same loop like yeah you're gonna get yeah based on how you grew up and if you think that what um you grew up getting like abuse and you think it's okay and you get into a relationship and say the relationship is okay as we mentioned earlier you're just not going to see any fault in it because that's what you grew up with that's what happened when you grew up that's your childhood memories um even though um some people are obsessed with getting abused because i feel like you can develop that habit from becoming from coming from an abusive family because you'd get this habit of getting hit and all that so it could be obsessive but you could overcome it because your family say okay this is not right uh i shouldn't be doing this to myself this this isn't for me you know but some person still like it on the dollar but it 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 has like it's certain certain limits yeah it has the limits (laughs) i'm like why are you looking at me like that uh (laughs) yeah that's my opinion Mm-hmm. I mean, depending on the trauma that one has endured, really and truly, uh, it really impacts your life in the future. But depending on the person you are, too, that's all I can say.
So the next question is, do you like your childhood? Yeah, it was, yeah, I did like my childhood. It wasn't bad. I can't say it was bad. It had some few downs, but it wasn't, it was, it wasn't bad. And it is important for children to have a fun and why? Yeah, I think children should have fun because uh, if you don't grow up in a fun childhood, you're not going to know how to have fun. You're not going to know how you enjoy yourself. You're, you're a child. Have fun because when you grow up, it's going to be so stressful. So this is the time of, yeah, this is the time you enjoy your life and live it to the fullest. <laughs> when you're, you're a child, you get away with certain stuff. You make mistakes, you can get away with it. When you grow up, it's so much pressure and stress. So I think children should have fun when they're children. <laughs> You know, I, I say that um, now nowadays um, there are many children who are forced to study at a very young age and they are limited their free time to, to play some games which are suitable for their age. So, um, how do you think about that? Is it necessary? I don't know how to say, I don't want to say yes, I don't want to say no, because the way the world is evolving, you really have to be smart to get what you want, so I think that's why they're really forcing children to be like in your books, in your books, but at the same time, I want children to be able to have fun and, you know, enjoy their childhood because they only have one childhood, as I said before, so I think even though you could like put like different rules into studying and how your schedule is I feel like parents should allow their children to also have fun. Okay, so sorry about that, but my answer to that question is like um you know when you're a child you should enjoy yourselves and I feel like it's supposed to be uh it, it can't really be the child's decision because obviously the child is gonna say that they want to play. Uh, but I think it should be like a, an amount where that the child can handle and you shouldn't force things that you don't think that they're not ready for. But you know, in my opinion, I'm so sorry. I wish I started studying from an earlier age, like harder stuff. Like I wish it was just down on me because as much as pressure it would be, I think I would have like... Um, it would have been easier for me right now if I started cer- studying certain things earlier. Yeah. Yeah. I got it. And uh, do you think uh, when there is a child become an adult? Uh, honestly. Uh, when a child becomes adult, I can't really say a set age because obviously they would, uh, we have different stages in life and they would be like, oh, 
when you're 13, you're a teenager now, and when you're 18, you're an adult. But I feel like as much as those are just numbers, it really comes with how you mature. Because you could still be a child at heart at the age of 18. You could still be a child and depending on doing foolishness. And a 13-year-old could be much more mature than you. And because of your age, you're considered an adult and they're considered a child. So I can't really say at what age um, when when a child becomes an adult because it really just depends on how mature you are. Yeah, definitely the maturity. Definitely. Yeah, that's true. And do you think that children have more limitations than adults? And why? Uh, limitations. <laughs> I think you're gonna have a certain set of rules when you're a child. You're really bound to certain self. I guess because your parents are trying to protect you. But you're gonna have like a lot of things holding you back as a child because certain childs can't do this, children can't do that. You know, you're just gonna have a lot of stuff. Uh an adult, you're gonna experience so much more than you could when you're a child. So I think there are lots of limits on children. Yeah. Say that I feel like yes and no in a way because as I said the child would have more limitations, children would have more limitations. But as a child you'd be able to express yourself more. Whereas being an adult, if you say certain things, the world would literally come at you. I mean because you're supposed to be a certain way, but as a child you can be as carefree as you want, you can say whatever you want, so you could probably get away. So I really have to say yes and no to that question. Um, if you had uh, one ticket to come back to your childhood, what would you do? Mm, probably study more. <laughs> like, mm, yeah. yeah, I would study more. Uh, I would have more fun. I would try to prioritize both studying and having fun. Because one day, yeah, like I would try to prioritize both of them and literally try to make myself feel happy. Because when I was a child, I could have get with certain things to be very honest. <laughs> But as a teenager, know, I have certain responsibilities. When you're a child, you don't do much. You know, you, you just have fun. You can sleep, you eat, and yeah, people are look after you. <laughs> When you're a teenager, it's so much responsibility, it's chores and everything. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, that's that's very that's very true. I mean, going back now to be a child, really, for one day, I would not pick up a book. I mean, full on, it's like I'm not pick up my book. Even if I get one day to go back, I think me going to pick up a book. No way. I'm definitely going to have fun. I'm into enjoy the people around me laugh enjoy myself because really if i could have one day just to go back from how it is now with schools exams stress choice responsibilities i mean as they get older you get more responsibilities so why not go back eventually i wish i could but yeah A lot. <laughs> a lot. 
I want to every day, but I'm not going to every day because now as a teen, I can do so much more. <laughs> but as a child, I've been like doing so much more too, and I get to live so much stuff. So I'm just going to say some days, some days. That's what I'm going to say. Next question is, uh, what are you most grateful for until now? Family, I'm telling the child. I mean, as much as you have some family members, you're like, mm, no, we family, even though we're family, or you lost them along the way. Really and truly, if you look funny, it's really just family. Some friends go, but they don't. They don't all stay mostly family, and so you really have to be grateful to the people that are there, family that we have. Uh, I I'm happy that I have persons around to take care of me. Like I'm not I'm not have to be the one going out because you know you have some persons have to be going out to work to be able to get certain stuff. I'm happy that I have somebody to like provide for me. I'm happy I have pe- persons, people to provide for me. So I'm like really happy for that. That's great. And how do you find your passion, your interest? Honestly, passion. Um, I don't know. I feel like because I want so much in this one world, in my little life as I have. If I had something, I just made the desire to develop that further passion so I could do my best in it. Really, I don't know what to say for this question. I can't fully answer. So I might as well give this one to Alicom. Just drop it on me, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of figured you were going to do that, but I wasn't sure. Oh, uh, I don't know, to be very honest. Uh... I don't know. I mean, eh, we don't we don't really know that side yet. I mean, we're still trying to discover who we are as teens going on into adults. Some big words, you know. Because um, we're really adults, not now, not ever, but yeah. Um, let's just say that we're still trying to develop that passion for something that we know. And I think that um, every one of us will have could uh, have a failure. And when failure happens, what will you do to overcome it? Mm-hmm. I remember I was younger and I fell and it was like a horrible one. And all my dad said was just get off, like just get off, like not a question of like. The support you that for me he's alright, but geez, but as you would say, just get up. I mean, really, that's all you can do. Cry, can cry and have words to say. Just especially crying so whatever. But once you can get up and you learn from the errors or whatever happens to your situation, 
And you can use that experience to help you furthermore then yeah, but don't always stay there and try to get up and move on. I'm gonna say the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Um What is your most uh, favorite book which has changed your your mind, your sound? I want to say none because the question, the original question was my soul. I'm not going to say the Bible to drop a joke because that's the only thing I could say. <laughs> um, but a book wise. I don't think so. I don't think any like has really like changed my mind in a huge way for me to say, oh, let me do this now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, nah, not for me. Bookwise, I don't know. Uh, I don't. I don't think it's like a necessary change. But can I say that mm, Pride and Prejudice changed? how I viewed reading because like I hated reading at one point and I read Pride and Prejudice and it's like my whole viewpoint changed ever since I read that book because like I just had this deep hatred for reading and I read that book and I started reading more books and I just started love reading so that was like a change that happened. (laughs) Wow, so that was amazing. And for me, that um, I sometimes read book, but not too much. And if you have five minutes to force the whole world to listen, what would you say? Man, y'all a problem, but <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Um. I haven't met the whole world, so but please listen to my podcast and read my blogs. Oh, <laughs> I'm not sure what I would say, but yeah, listen to my podcast and read my blogs. <laughs> oh my gosh, um, I'd be like, I'd do like a broadcast and be like, as you guys are going on, I'd be like, you're doing like, there are people who are hungry, who are suffering, who are dying, who are crying. Um, there are people who are working the bus stops trying to make a living. So while you're here now, try to enjoy what you have. Be grateful for who you are around you, can I say? Um, to help on the level, to not be selfish. Kind of done us a bit, but not too much. So, you know, that's how people build each other up because really, if we all come together to make the world a better place it wouldn't be as bad as it is now where everyone just wants to and do what they want and yeah but saying this would not help it would just be words to people blocking it out like nobody would listen and unless I put them on that spell with my words yeah it's true but that's not possible so nothing to say oh no kind of mean and nothing like no more I can't say that so <laughs> I'm just gonna say hi and then bye yeah I'm gonna say hi and bye that's it 
I'm not sure if y'all like I'm more of like a poetic type of person I like I like those stuff but you get to uh, the name meaning um, a misty oh my gosh a night with a misty moon after it rains so that's like my favorite <laughs> it's like my like I, it's not really a slogan slogan but it's similar I think I'm just like in love with that one thing. I don't know. Like you just look at the meaning behind it. Pretty, pretty cool. Hey, you got one. I don't think I have one. I'm gonna just be like, I'll just conversation and I'll take up on that. But add one more. We can't forget Mrs. Me's slogan where society talks to you. <laughs> I'm sorry. Alright, right, hey, we can't forget. Hey, it's like my slogan, but. <laughs> Amazing and Courtney, um, how do you actually apply slogan? Um, practice makes perfect. You know that in every um, cases for my study, for my uh, podcast journey. Yeah, I never knew that one. <laughs> uh, this is the end of the episode today. Uh, finally, do you have something to say to the audiences? Thank you for listening. If you made it this far. <laughs> I was going to say thanks for watching, but I realized that... Oh. Well, oh, but yeah, they're watching too because we're, our cameras are on. Like, we're, but this is gonna be it's turning YouTube now. Thanks for watching. Me doing the voice. Yeah, thank you for listening. Um, this was like a really nice episode. So if you made it this far, as I said before, follow Annie Q. Make sure to comment and like. Spread the but, yeah. They're amazing. Yes. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And thanks for having us. Definitely. Yes. Y'all probably saying it's a bunch of weird people on the new episode, but you know, mm-hmm. weird people make up the society. <laughs> That's really funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, thank you for having time with us today. Uh, I'll try to put a bad right for that is a part of our race that we cannot deny. Let us take that as a motivation to try those with a happy childhood spread happiness to everyone and those with an unhappy childhood see happiness for themselves. They have their own destiny in life. So thank you. We are so grateful for your support today. Okay, bye. Thank you for having us. <laughs> thank you.